That is the official song, listener, of the 2013 Caribbean series, currently taking place in Hermosillo, Mexico. Uh, Hermosillo, of course, being the incredibly anglicized pronunciation of that city. And it is uh, also the Caribbean series that we will be considering in what follows. My guests are uh, Eric Nussbaum and Craig Robinson. Uh, both Nussbaum and Robinson are currently on assignment from Sports on Earth, or sportsonearth.com, which is a website, currently on assignment covering uh, the Caribbean series taking place in Hermosillo, Mexico, uh, for that publication. When I talked to Nussbaum and Robinson, they had just returned from Hermosillo back to Mexico City, where they both live, and were kind enough to provide some observations uh, regarding that same tournament. And, uh, before we begin, one brief note with regard to sound quality. In fact, uh, everything that both Eric Nussbaum and Craig Robinson say is entirely audible. However, owing to the fact that this is a, an international sort of interview, it was necessary to conduct it via Skype, which means it's not unlike uh, listening to a phone conversation taking place between myself and two people in Eric Nussbaum's kitchen. Besides that, though, this, uh, this episode of Fangraphs Audio is perfectly charming, and it begins right now. Spanish-speaking country for a while. And how's your Spanish? Decent? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. It's, I, I can do interviews in Spanish and stuff um, and translate them and be a, be a reporter here. How did you know? know how did you know? All, how did you get to be Spanish speaker? Is Nussbaum, is that, um, is that a, a Latin name? Nussbaum? Yes. It's, it's from Paraguay. <laughs> it's, I could tell. It's something about the... Uh, my... Well, I'm from Los Angeles, and I learned it in school growing up. Oh, I right. also happen to—I have a Cuban grandmother, so my mom spent her early years in Havana, so she's a fluent Spanish speaker, and I have—I have some Latin, non-Paraguayan roots. Um, did you? Uh, I hope you never traded anything with your grandmother, because I, I think that would have been strictly forbidden. <laughs> she was a she was a fierce negotiator, so I, I wouldn't have wanted to anyway. No. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we've established that. And I'm glad that I've been uh, slightly racist already. Let me say this. Let me say this. The Caribbean series is very exciting to me. I will also say this, is that you guys have been covering it, if I'm not mistaken, for Sports on Earth. Is that right? Yes, sportsonearth.com. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a joint venture of MLB and USA Today. And (laughs) sportsonearth.com. Very good. Uh, okay. Our, our editor will be very, very happy that we've been plugging. Is that is your editor for this Emma Span? Yes, Emma Span of SportsOnEarth.com. You guys just maybe uh, uh, Craig Robinson. What was the URL there again? Uh, SportsOnEarth.com. All right. Now listen, uh, this is very messy. But Craig, are you as close to the computer as Eric Nussbaum? <laughs> He's not. No, I'm not. No, you need to be the same distance. This is a professional podcast. Okay, I'm squeezing in now. Yeah, get get squeezy. <laughs> you guys spent an inordinate amount of time sitting next to each other in close quarters in the yeah. last four or five days. Yeah, right. Whether that's in the press area, which was really just like some makeshift tables in the upper deck of the stadium on airplanes, or now here. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about – So, all right, so uh, you, you guys have just arrived back in Mexico City – from uh, Hermosillo, is that correct? Yes. And that's how to say it roughly? That's how a white person would say it? That's how a gringo would say it, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm firmly in that category. Uh, Craig Robinson, 
Yes. Tell us about where Hermosillo is relative to Mexico City and and uh, also what it's like relative to Mexico City. It's um, about 1,000 kilometers away. 1,000 miles. 1,000 miles away, um, three hours south of the border with Arizona. And uh, it's completely different because this uh, – I think Mexico City itself has more in common with other big cities than it does with other cities in Mexico in a lot of ways. Um it's completely desert up there. Everything is orange, um, and the 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 culture is different. People wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots, like on a regular daily basis, up there. Craig Wilson be wearing cowboy boots. Too. Yes, I bought a nice pair of cowboy boots. Is that a fact? Yeah, it is absolutely true fact. Oh, okay. Well, the true facts are the only sort with which we are going to deal in this conversation. That's good. Um, okay, Eric Nesbaum. Yes. I understand that the stadium, what is it, something like the Estadio de, de uh, Sonora, something like this? Yes, that's the state that MOC is in. Right, Sonora, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it, is, uh, it is brand new and is um, architecturally interesting or perhaps not? It is. It's, it's really nice. It looks – the roof of it – Craig is probably better speak about architecture and design, but it, it's designed to look like a volcano, a nearby volcano that's kind of a crater – shaped volcano and so it's got these kind of jaggedy mountainous looking peaks peaks yes and um it's about 15 20,000 people it's very cozy in the kind of pleasant modern ballpark way mm-hmm. it's um it's definitely the best ballpark in mexico like no question it looks like a a, a, a minor league park in the states which um most most baseball parks here don't. They sort of kind of crumbly concrete, and you know they've been there for 50 years or something. Yeah, it's just as nice as the the new Cheney Stadium in Tacoma, which is the only minor league park I can safely compare it to. I think it's kind of modern and cozy. Someone else compared it to the uh, was it the Rockies one in Arizona, the minor league, the spring training place. Oh yes, uh, in fact that is uh, Salt River Fields, which is a very nice facility. Right. Yes. I believe you were there with a raggedy T-shirt on last year, right? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, yes, I was there, and there is video of that, and uh, I think I look handsome. And you were, you were wearing clothes. That's <laughs> true. But only on the top half. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. All right. I seem to put trousers on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, trousers, uh, trousers optional. That's how I live my life. Good. Yep. And may, may that be the epitaph on my headstone. It's, what, uh, it's one o'clock in your time zone, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> have, you had, have you had your lunchtime beer yet? I'm actually enjoying it right now, although uh, it comes with some uh, measure of uh, eternal internal conflict because I'm also uh, – don't tell my wife this, please. Don't worry. She won't listen. Um, I am a little bit hungover uh, because I went out with a uh, Fangraphs reader. Mm. Um um, yesterday, who's a nice guy, and uh, but we had we had maybe that one extra drink that uh, that uh, not necessarily puts you over the edge, but uh, is enough to give you a, hung, a hangover the next day. Not, not that you, neither of you would know <laughs> yeah. anything about that, I'm sure. Yeah, seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I had one extra drink last night and ended up uh, in the back of a car with three people we'd met about an hour before, <laughs> um, uh, and one of them said. 
asked me if I was all right, and he, he suggested that I could get out of the car if I wanted to vomit, and uh, I took him up on his suggestion. <laughs> so I left, I left a little piece of myself behind in the museum. And, that, and you say that's sportsonearth.com? <laughs> <laughs> now let me – all right, so um, – Okay, let, let me ask about the scene. Nussbaum, you're, we're back to you. Let me ask about the scene. Um, I, I, now, listen, the play of the Caribbean series is, is, is interesting to me, but that's something that I've been able to more or less follow via watch ESPN or, or whatever. But my question concerns, um, I guess, the atmosphere. I am – uh, I find myself um, having ideas about what baseball is like in Latin America, including Mexico, and that uh, the people are very excited and they're singing and that uh, this is a notion I have, whether it's right or wrong, that the people are, are happier than they are in America and they don't uh, hate their lives. Uh, can, you, can you give us a sense of what uh, the, the sort of pageantry of the event, if, if there is any? The, the, the scene here was pretty amazing. I mean – and think about also, like, Serie del Caribe would be different from a regular Liga Mexicana del Pacifico game, I think. I haven't been to one of those, but I don't think a Tomateros, Naranjeros game has the same vibe as what we saw. No. That said, it was probably, it was, no, it was definitely the best stadium atmosphere I've ever been a part of. Absolutely. It was, wasn't even close. The first game we went to was Saturday night's game. It was um, Venezuela, Venezuela, Mexico. And... Venezuela won on a walk-off single in the ninth inning. And I've never seen such a happy losing crowd before. Like, after the game, people were still partying and still screaming Viva Mexico and just hugging each other. And it was it was probably the most joyful sporting event yeah, I've, I've ever seen. Like, st- strikeouts are cheered the way strikeouts in World Series games are cheered. You know, like, and it's just you know, a round-robin group game. Um Every, I mean, and, and also, the, 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 the team that's playing is um, Mexico's representative is the Yaquis de Obregón, which is in, in Sonora as well as um, Hermosillo. Uh, okay. And they're so, so they're rivals with Hermosillo's team, yet everyone from Hermosillo there has got, like, Yaquis uh, jerseys and hats and really rooting for it. It's kind of like if, uh, say, say uh, the Giants were representing the USA in a round robin tournament and Dodgers fans and it was held in LA and Dodgers fans were just wearing Giants gear basically. Right, so one thing I noticed Greg is that um, in watching some of the the, the last games of the Venezuelan um, Winter League Championship Series, I watched like the last two or three games of that series there were some uh, I I, I saw the players from Magallanes Mm -hmm. and then um, that team showed up to the Caribbean Series and they had (laughs) new players so there's, it's called, they call them reinforzados. Yeah, can, uh, we, uh, can we anglicize some of this? Yeah, so pretty much what happens is a lot of the players have other commitments. A lot of the players are major league contracts. And there's kind of, because it's a national event and it's this weird hybrid of Champions League and international, World you know, Cup. World Cup type thing, you have basically teams can pick some of the best players from other teams. Like, I think Oscar Robles is playing second base for the um, Mexican team. I don't think he actually plays for Yaquis. I think he plays for Mexicali. Mm-hmm. But he's there to help. And the same might go for Karim Garcia. Uh, so be- it's sort because, of that. So be- the idea is that because um, after winning the league, so I'm sure that uh, when you're playing in the domestic league, 
um, you cheer for the team from your town or your region. But um, but once that team has won, then this shift goes from a regional affiliation to to a national one. Exactly, and they all wear uniforms for their countries, except except for Venezuela, who's yeah. still wearing their Navigantes de Magallanes uniforms because apparently the Venezuelan government doesn't want to pay for them to have Venezuela uniforms. Oh, oh, well, that's unique. Uh, or, or it wouldn't be the other way where Magallanes says we we just want to wear our uniforms. No, I, I, from what I understood, talking to a few Venezuela fans, it was because they're just not getting support. Oh, that's peculiar. Um, Bummer. Does there seem to be? Uh, I mean, is there tension for some reason? But is, is it Mahayana specifically? If it were a different team, would the government be more supportive? No, no, it's just just in general, I think. But it, I mean, it's not like the government hates baseball. I mean, I think Hugo Chavez is known to be a big baseball fan. But I, I mean, I don't really know the details. That was just kind of the same sentiment I kept on hearing. It's I don't know politics. The politics of baseball in Latin American countries can be pretty complicated and corrupt. Like, for example, Mexico's World Baseball Classic team is going to be terrible because the commissioner of Mexico's Summer League is not allowing his players on the rosters. And Oh, okay, right. So yeah. the Mexico Summer League, which includes – oh, um, there actually are uh, some, some sort of interesting younger players. And I, I remember, Craig, uh, there was a team from your um, – from the, uh, the, the team fr- – that you, whose games you go see in, in your neighborhood there or near your neighborhood, there was one, uh, one particularly talented young player for them, I think. Yeah, Leon, Le, Leonardo Eras. Uh, he's, he, I think he's in the Baltimore system now. Or I, he, he, he spent some time up there after the end of the Mexican summer season. Um, but I'm expecting he's probably going to be back because I've not really heard anything about him in the, in the, if he's done anything good up in Baltimore. Right, right, right. Um, so in terms of so we, we've we've touched a little bit upon what what the atmosphere is like. It also seemed like um, there's quite a bit of um, action going around, sort of in the periphery of the stadium. I know, like Craig, you had um you had a drawing of um, uh, some young women in Coca-Cola brand baseball uniforms. Yeah, that was uh, the most fun I've ever had whilst drawing. <laughs> um, so this is uh, this is a sort of normal thing. Uh. What drawing women? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there is a history of it. I'm aware of it. <laughs> I think it goes back to Manet, maybe. Um, yeah, this, um, there is everything is branded, um, and uh, at sports events in general in Mexico, but particularly this last week, you know, every single sponsor of the event uh, seemed to employ a bunch of women in spandex to walk around and smile and get the photograph taken with leery men such as ourselves <laughs> or to be or to be sketched slowly yes you can dwell dwell on every uh well i don't know how you do it but i assume that uh, they, they, they held that pose for 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> um, right and i should uh, i should interject here that um that uh, craig robinson uh, who threw up last night uh, just outside of uh, a stranger's car um <laughs> And uh, Eric Nussbaum, uh, with whom we're also speaking, are, are, have written a series of pieces, three, and I think a fourth goes up uh, at sportsonearth.com. Correct. Yes, there should be a fourth and fifth, yeah, at sportsonearth.com. Right. <laughs> Very good. Um, now, I guess I guess uh, no, uh, I assume there's going to be. Uh, of course, we can't see the future, right? Who can? Que sera and all that. But I assume that there's going to be a Caribbean series uh, following the – 2013-14 season, 
Do we know anything about that? It's fine if you don't. Uh, it will be in Venezuela. Okay, it's going to be in Venezuela. Um, now, do you have any uh, sort of suggestions of how um, a gringo – were he interested in attending such a thing, how he might uh, – um, how you know how he might find the accommodations, or how he might have you uh, 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 might be comfortable while while there and enjoy himself. I, I would highly recommend finding them far in advance, yeah, because we didn't, and we ended up staying at the home of the mother of a friend of Craig's, which has been which was lovely, but it was definitely a kind of lucky result, and yeah. we could have easily ended up sleeping in the parking lot, maybe in a. The hotels, the hotels were only doing um, week-long deals. Like you know, you couldn't just turn up and stay for two or three nights in Hermosillo. You know, if you if you were visiting on business or something, you were buggered. Um, not literally. Um, <laughs> it was that. Is that an extra fee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, where are we? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You just need to do it early. I think that you know, Venezuela has its problems for visitors, I guess, uh, and for its own ball players sometimes, as we found out last year. Yeah. Uh, do, do we know anything? Uh, I mean, um, I, I will admit to being woefully under uh, uninformed about uh, Venezuelan American relationships. I mean, I know I'm aware that a certain portion of American political leaders uh, do not necessarily care for Hugo Chavez, perhaps all of them at this point. Um, uh, and I know that it's uh, created some tension uh, between the U.S. and Venezuela. But uh, do, do, you, uh, do either of you know anything else about traveling in Venezuela? It's really difficult for Americans, what I understand. Um, the few I've spoken to have said it's kind of got the – it's not like Cuba. It says that you're allowed to go there, but it's also not like Cuba in that in Cuba, Americans are welcome. In Venezuela, not particularly by the government. You can't take money out of ATMs. Um, oh, at least that's you a thing you're going to want to do, yeah. Completely exorbitant exchange rates. It's, I mean, it's not the people. The Venezuelan people are, that we spoke to were all extremely friendly and invite, inviting, literally inviting us to Venezuela <laughs> next year. Um, but so, those guys have been to three years in a row. Right? Yeah, we, we flew, flew in from Mexico City with two brothers who have been to the last three Caribbean series, and they knew a man who had been the 17 in a row. Yes, that's a lot. Now, I, I know, for example, um, if I can paint um, entire populations with the, the broadest possible brush, I'm going to do that. I know, for example, um, I uh, have met in a couple trips to Italy, I have met people uh, with whom I have become closer to, or with whom I've become closer in a 24-hour a period than um, certain of my best friends uh, in the United States, and uh, this does seem to be a trait of the Italian people, mm-hmm. um, where they embrace you and they feel very strongly about uh, personal relationships, and it's gr- it's great, it's great. Um, I wonder, um, is it, it's it, what you're suggesting seems like maybe some of those same traits exist, um, it, it, at least in. in Manifests itself. I don't know if it's a, it's a Mexican quality per se, or if it's just sort of something that comes out of the the, the congregation of uh, many um, Latin states all at the same time. I find, yeah, I think um, it, it is both of those. Um, I, I like the fact that th- this event does have the same feeling as going to like a World Cup game or something like that. Um, whereas, you know, the, 
uh, when you see a group of Venezuelan or Dominican fans together, you know, the Mexicans will all be super happy and have their photographs taken with them. And it's, it's very much sort of like an international event. And also for us as um, non-Mexicans who were sort of like walking around um, in the bleachers, uh, you know, people would hear us talking and just come over and start talking to us. It was, you know, you could see that they were sort of like trying to hear what we were saying and then eventually they would just sort of walk over and just start chatting. And that's happened every single night over there. Multiple know. times. We were bought a lot of beer. Oh, yeah. that sounds excellent. Maybe too much th- in some cases? Uh, no. No, no. Perfect no. amount. Yeah. It was, it, it, we were also probably the only two obviously white people wandering around the stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a few gringos in the media area, and I know that a lot of D-backs um, officials got in today, this afternoon, to watch the game, so I'm sure they'll be hanging out, but... For the most part, it was really just, I mean, we were the only English-speaking people we saw. Yeah, and we, we also had these, uh, you know, press passes, so people were interested in what this thing was hanging around our neck and why we weren't in the press box, why we were stood watching the game from the bleachers. But that was our our reason to be there was sportsonearth.com wanted us to... <laughs> <laughs> wanted us to capture the atmosphere. You know, we, we're not beat, beat writers, so... You know, to, to be in the bleachers for us was by far the best experience. You know, like, it, it was amazing out there. Like, just an absolutely stunning atmosphere. You know, I'm uh, I'm going to look back on the last few days um, very, very fondly in the future. What? Um, um, how much? How much Spanish does one need to know? Um, you, you being white, both of you, uh, I assume that it would racist. <laughs> I, yes, I am. Yes, as I've as I've telegraphed earlier, um, not always intentionally. Just it just comes naturally. The, <laughs> the um, you do really well in Mexico. Yeah. No. What? Um, um, how much Spanish uh, ought one to uh, ought one to know? It depends on your goals. If your goal is just to watch baseball, you really don't need very much. No. I mean, you could just hang out and stumble along with a few phrases and. Uh, in Spanish, and they can stumble along with a few of uh, the English phrases they know, and you know you'll be hugging within an hour. It, it really is as friendly as that. Like the people we met last night, we met um, a young couple who were just delightful couple, and uh, his brother, his brother, yeah, and you know he he just uh, asked us where we were from, and you know we were just mucking about, wearing their hats, doing ridiculous high fives, and. <laughs> take photographs, and then then um, they insisted on driving us home and for tacos. You know, it was, and they, you know, driving us home is like a, a pretty expensive cab ride by Mexico standards. Yeah, it's a long way because um, the, the new stadium is fairly. Embassy um, is not very compact; it's very spread out, and they put the baseball stadium a bit further away than the spread, so. Uh, and we were staying pretty much on the exact opposite side of town. So they went way out of their way at, you know, half past two in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Drive us. Yeah, um, how do we, uh, uh, in terms of cost, you, you mentioned uh, the, the expensive cab ride. Generally, other, uh, speaking otherwise, what was the cost here, and, and do you sense how would that uh, translate to, to other, um, you know, to other uh, manifest or iterations of the Caribbean series? I think the general... Cost was affordable. I mean, mm-hmm. beer beer is thirty pesos for a for a can of tecate. And what's so what's yeah? Sorry. It's about two fifty, two bucks. 
Okay. Um, uh, tickets in the bleachers were 100 pesos a night, but hard to get. And I think scalper tickets were going for maybe double that, which is $8. Not so bad. Um, hotels were, were somewhat pricey with the whole week-long package, but not unreasonable. And this nice thing about the Caribbean series is that none of these countries are really far away. You know, Hermosillo is yeah, it's a three-hour drive from the Arizona border. Um, next year's will be in Venezuela on the Caribbean, which actually on the Caribbean as opposed to on the Pacific side of Mexico. Um, and the year after that, Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic. I mean, these are relatively accessible places compared to going to, like, the Olympics in Rio or something like that. Mm. Yeah. And did you do you get a sense, uh, I mean, actually to, to sort of baseballing matters, um, I mean, I, again, I was able to see the games. I'm wondering, I know that there were some uh, fantastic pitching performances um, by uh, by Ken Ray, uh, first of all, uh, who's a 38-year-old, but I, I guess he was playing uh, for some reason um, with the, Venez- the Venezuelan club, right? Maybe... Um, Yes, it was Joe Thurston. There's there's quite a few kind of funny, washed up, never was, maybe will be Americans involved. Um, yeah, and then there was also um, there was uh, quite an impressive performance. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, just uh, just yesterday on uh, Tuesday, uh, by a, uh, a Venezuelan uh, Venezuelan pitcher, uh, Yaper or Yaper Castillo. Yes, um, he had a, a pretty excellent start versus uh, versus Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, actually, it was a really good game. You agree? You agree? Yeah. You agree that no, that we, happened? We, yes, it did happen. Uh, there was a couple of great home runs in that game. There was a couple of yeah. Ramon Castro hit one out of the stadium in that game, like over the bullpen. The, uh, the, the left field wall's about what three thirty or something. Yeah, and then beyond the concourse and the bleachers and everything, and just into the parking lot. What what the series watching it helped to remind me is how good uh, Major League Baseball players are at baseball, um, because, like, you know, like you said, Ramon Castro is like a, I mean, he's kind of a stud so far as I think the Caribbean series is concerned, and like a, what is he like, forty three year old Miguel Tejada or however old he is now. Yeah, he looks about twenty seven uh, this week. Mm. Yeah, he so, well, he's he's been fantastic, uh, right. but you get the sense just that this sort of. High level that Major League Baseball played at, and also it kind of gives you. It's for me, it's exciting just to hear new names. I don't know if you guys have the same pleasure. Yeah, it's kind of fun to like. I don't know for me to enter this world where there are fully fully formed veterans. You know, I hear new names as as prospects, right? Is this guy's going to be really good in four years? But then you can kind of enter a different place where there's new names and they're they're players. They've been playing for six years. You know, Barbaro Cagnesados or. Canisados or Canisados is like an established entity in Mexico. He's Cuban though, but he's beloved by his fans, you know, in in Mosillo. It's kind of fun. Right. Yeah, I know that. Um, I know that uh, Robert Perez, who yes. had played for, I think he had uh, been playing either for Lara. Yeah, I think he was playing for Lara, the Venezuelan club Lara, who lost to Magallanes. Uh, but then again, as we mentioned, he uh, he showed up on Magallanes. Uh, during the Caribbean series, but I think he was uh, quite old and is uh, perhaps retiring after the, the conclusion of the series. Yeah, there's there's quite a few kind of guys on their last try. I mean, you look up Miguel Tejada. I think this is his last Caribbean series. He's, he's spoken to that effect. He also recently, I think yesterday broke the yesterday broke the all-time RBI record for the Caribbean series. Um, I know he's an, he's an established name, but it's, there's kind of a, a culture of 
don't know, Caribbean Series history. We went to the Caribbean Series Hall of Fame induction on Sunday, and we got a good taste of that. Yeah. Um, but people like people from Puerto Rico know about the Dominican teams, and the Venezuelans know about the different Mexican teams and who's on them, not just that they exist. Well, that's nice. That's great. Um, is there anything that uh, that I haven't asked you that I ought to have? Because I, uh, I'm not... Uh, the, the URL of the sports site that we're looking for. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, right. Uh, what What is that again? It's sportsonearth.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this, is, like, this is my first thing for Sports on Earth, and Craig, you've done one in the past. Yes. No, I did three things. Oh, you did, oh, you did the playoff. You yeah. did the playoff series, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is uh, this has been great, actually. Uh, we're going to talk about. Um, um, have, uh, we'll talk a little bit further, um, especially with regard to uh, Robinson's um, peccadillos of last last evening or this morning. It sounds like. Uh, but thanks, uh, thanks for talking. Thank you, uh, thank you, Craig Robinson of SportsOnEarth.com. Thank you, Carson uh, Stilly of Fangraphs.com. Also, thank you, uh, Eric uh, Eric Nussbaum. You're welcome. All right. That has been uh, Craig Robinson, Eric Nussbaum, uh, reporting to us uh, from Mexico City, to sportsandearth.com from Hermosillo. Uh, this has been Fangraphs Audio. This is bet. That's what it has been. Bye. Voy amanecer con la consigna de triunfante, trabajar en equipo y darlo todo por ganar. Para esta serie estamos listos No hay atajos a la victoria Aquí por nada nos rendimos Vamos cada equipo por la gloria En la fiesta del Caribe La fiesta del Caribe Vamos a tomar la serie del Caribe La fiesta del Caribe Yeah.